ask your work wife. Suck less. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Work Wife. Where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Holland, please tell me what we're doing here today. Oh my God. So Vanessa, this has been (laughs) a journey. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to count the months between the time that we first first mm. first use these words to each other yeah and I'm, I'm in the 18 14 to 18 month range yeah it's been almost three years since this question was first asked of me oh what's your next move oh my god right right which we've talked about on this podcast we have and so pff, I feel like I need a drum roll or like a big deep breath or like <laughs> Everybody needs to be grounded and like yeah. how many colors can you see? Like, what are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Establish your aura. Before we talk about what we're talking about this episode. What are we talking about this episode? What are we talking about? We're talking about the three moves framework. Yeah. We've been codifying it and putting it through all kinds of testing and making sure that like it does work for everyone in every situation. Now it's to the point where like it's ready for y'all. What we're so excited about really today is the empowerment that comes from this framework. Mm-hmm. That's what it's done for me is it's it's given me a lens through which to view my career, how it relates with my life and really how to get what I want, which uh <laughs> snaps hundo <laughs> praise hands. Yeah, absolutely. And like and we don't typically serialize our episodes. Like you can come to any episode anywhere in our vast catalog right now and and be able to have something that's immediately actionable to your life. But since we've just come off the yearly career audit, this is the next natural step. If you've done it, if you've done your homework on that episode, you've taken a look at like, man, it's the top of the year. Where where am I? Where do I want to be? And if you've had like an oh shit moment of I do not want that or even a more positive aha moment of oh, I, I want that. This is what we would coach you with next. We'd say, okay, we need to sit you down and talk to you about how to plan your life. It's called the three moves framework. Here it is. And let's work through what these next few steps are going to look like for you. So these two episodes are meant to work in tandem with each other. Back up one episode and go listen to the yearly career audit too. Yeah, exactly. Because what the three moves framework is, is not only a way to get you from where you are to where you want to be, but also in context of this yearly career audit to how to action on that aha moment that you had. First step to solving a problem is the minute you have one. You're not where you want to be. Cool. But like, how do I get there? Right. Right. The three moves framework answers that question. We love good steps. <laughs> when people typically think and talk about career planning, it's a very time-based mm. thing. You should be an associate for a year and a half, and then you should be a specialist for two, or you should have some type of... And you know, There's she- this question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. Uh. <laughs> Where do you want to be in five years? God, jeez. Fuck, man. I'm swearing <laughs> like Holland now. Yeah. Like... I hate this question so fucking much. Like, where do you want to be in five years? I don't know. I don't know about five years. I know where I want to be. I know where I'd like to go. And that and that's where we're just like, you know what? Fuck the timeline. Fuck the five year thing. Fuck the 10 year thing. Like, let's just throw out the timeline and then focus on where you are right now, where you want to go. And how you get there. Exactly. Yes. Snaps, claps. (laughs) You'll hate me in the edit if I actually clap. So insert a clap here. Um, yeah, I think like timelines or time-based planning of any kind sets you up for 
failure. Yeah. Because like there's suddenly this weird pressure that I'm, I'm going to be a failure if I don't get all of these things done within a certain, within five years. Right. But you have no idea what's coming in five years. Yeah. The, the thing that I love about speaking about things in moves and specifically as we've codified the three moves framework is it is, it is action based, it's directional, it's purposeful. So that like, no matter what life throws at you, you still have a sense of where you're going and like you can handle a setback. There's some like, there's some elasticity in there that says, okay, maybe I need to stay in this move for a little bit longer or until I've fully exercised that muscle and I'm ready to, to level up. Totally. It's, it's very, um, sustainable in that way. And I also like, if it's very responsive in that way as well. Yeah. And, and at the core of that responsiveness is simply the three moves framework is how to get you from where you are to where you want to be without the pressure of time, without that, that like weird already set up to fail moment. We really just want to tell you what the moves are. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> there's, there's been way too much hype already in this episode. We're very sorry. So here, here are the, the moves within the three moves framework. Move one, the foundation. Move two, iteration, parentheses, the rat race, close parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And move three, arrival. Mm, that's deeply <sighs> satisfying. Doesn't it just like make you all warm and fuzzy inside? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. We will say up top, like there are steps within each of these moves. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a podcast (laughs) and not a visual medium yet. So just when you think about this, we're going to start at the bottom. Obviously, like move one is at the bottom. It's foundational, (laughs) obviously. Uh And then move two is in the middle and move three is at the top. And then when you, as you move to the top of move one, you're going to transition into move two and then move three. And, and at those transitions, there's going to be some blending moments. There's going to be, I hate to say this word, but it feels more like a gradient rather than like discrete, these discrete moments you kind of think about. Right. It's like ombre. Oh, like an ombre. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck a gradient, but I can get behind ombre. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Even though they're the same, don't send me emails. About yeah, this. yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the move to the highest level, the steps are within and then the ombre moments connect the moves. So. Yeah. And we'll call those out as we go to awesome. Vanessa, let's talk about move one, the foundation. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's the starting point. And and <laughs> you kind of have two starting points. What ever. we establish <laughs> is like in your whole life, you're either looking for a new job or you're in a new job. Like the, there's That's no it. other thing. Even if you're in a job, you should be looking for a job, right? That's the ask your work life way. So yeah. um, those are kind of the two areas of the foundation. You're looking for a new job. You're in a new job. And those are different. Yeah. And <laughs> eat, like even if you're currently in a job and not necessarily looking for one, like if you just did your yearly audit and you had an aha moment, it might not be looking for a new job, but you should kind of treat your job like a new job and kind of work backwards a little bit and get these steps in so you can set yourself up for better success. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So if you're looking for a new job, the first step is having an oh shit moment. We love an oh shit moment. (laughs) Ours have tended to be fairly dramatic. They're like, oh shit. Oh shit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But they, but they can be as like, as like subtle as a, oh shit. Or, Ah, shit. <laughs> I feel like you have that one more than any other one. Ah, shit. That's kind of it, right? <laughs> well, I think like, I think our kind of first oh shit moments propelled us into corporate America yes. in a very meaningful way. But like nowadays it's kind of like, oh, that's new. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you probably do something about that. Like, like, oh, that's irritating. Right? And, and maybe, maybe it would be, and I knock on wood, but like that, we won't have like, oh shit yeah, moments, right? Please. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, but I think like all of that, it's kind of like your aha moment too. It's like, oh, there's a moment of either, oh no, I don't want that. Or 
inspiration, I want that. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it totally. could be either of those things. When, and that's, that's exactly where this, like these like different variants of the Oh shit moment happen. It's either not this or hella, not this, or yeah. uh, I could, we could do better about this. Like if yeah. I could change one thing about this job, it's the manager, it's the workload, it's the pay, it's the whatever. That's a bit of an Oh shit moment yeah. or an aha moment that inspirational of like, Oh, I want this. Like I, I, Instead of the not, instead of the negation, it's the assertion. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it's very easy to get from that into, well, I guess it's time to look for a new job, Yeah, which Mm -hmm. is like a muscle that we've talked to you about developing here on this podcast. It's research. It's making an assessment. It's figuring out where you're at, vertical research, all that stuff. And so many people jump straight from OSHA to building a resume Mm -hmm. and the ask your wife way is you have some prep to do before you put a resume out in the world. Absolutely. And so we've outlined that as a research step, an interviewing step, and a mindset check. And that research is exactly, Holland, what you just said. Like it's, we've done episodes on this, right? Your vertical research, your making sure you know what you're worth in the current market, like making sure you understand the job titles and the job descriptions. And like, man, we have done episodes on that, right? Exactly. Um, interviewing. God, how many episodes have we done at interviewing? A lot. And they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But like just speaking to that nuance of like, there's different types of interviews. They serve different purposes. Yes. There's different ways to work with them. So mm-hmm. that whole section of looking for a new job. And then like Vanessa mentioned, like, are you coming at this with the right frame of mind? Mm-hmm. And the ask your work wife frame of mind is, Let's run a checklist. Like, does your work fit within 25% of your life? Are you treating this like a dream job, which we don't fucking believe in? Instead, every job is a temp job, right? right? Like, exactly. Are, do you have the right attachment and expectation of management? Do you have other things in your life worth living for that's not just like your identity is totally wrapped up in your job, right? 100%. Like, yeah. And, and we've we've had the opportunity and honestly the honor to like answer questions from y'all on that specifically. Cause mm-hmm. like that's that's near and dear to our heart and we think it's very foundational to making sure that like before you jump into the rat race that you have the right like work is taking up the right amount of space in your life yeah yeah and what this all does for you is it makes sure that you are you have the right relationship with your job yeah and that you're not disappointed by something that doesn't deserve to be disappointed over right exactly like are we crying over spilt milk are we getting burnt out over the stupidest shit like are we turning you know mountains and molehills or whatever molehills and mountains whatever you think something cool so under looking for a new job in the foundation those are the steps an oh shit moment research interviewing mindset which brings us to landing a job and starting it (laughs) something i'm very very skilled in I mean, we've talked about the first, how much the first month matters, what, what all that entails. But I think this, and we won't, again, we won't place a lot of time constraints on anything that we'll say today, but we do find that this takes you through the first 90 days, if not through your first year in a new job. Right. Like the first month, very important, 30, 60, 90, very important. Mm -hmm. But then some people don't realize that like, it's going to take you about a year before you're even very comfortable in a new job where you're like, somebody brings you a problem. You're like, I know exactly how to solve this within this current system. Totally, totally, totally. Um, But bringing it back to the top of a new job is (laughs) that first, that first question you should be asking yourself do I stay or do I go? (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't sing that, we're not friends. (laughs) Like that's, that's red flags. Like, are there some, like with everything you do, people talk about this with marriage. Everyone says the first year of marriage is the hardest. The first year of being a teacher is the hardest. First year of residency, hardest. Why? Well, because my expectations weren't aligned. Mm, That's mm -hmm. it. Like, which brings us to the don't freak out part of the step, which is 
it's not going to be what you expect, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Just because it's different doesn't mean you should go, but there's some very specific red flags on should I stay or should I go. Totally. We have done an episode of that because (laughs) that one agency that shall remain nameless and actually does not exist anymore. I check on it regularly. You are kidding me. Yeah, it's great. Okay. God bless. Karma. America, yeah. Yeah. It's a bitch. Um, If you don't stay, you're back to uh, looking for a new job. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Again, you have two Uh, starting points in your foundation. Um, Otherwise, you're, you're really starting to set up your systems for being in that job. Yeah. And this is like work product things. Like mm-hmm. this is very focused on, can I do this job? What they're asking me to do now that I know what they're asking me to do. Yeah. And like, what's the best way to do it? It's really focused on you and making sure that you're supported in the way that you need. Yeah. And that involves making sure that the way you work works within your system. You're pressure testing it in that way. You're ramping up, you're adding more things, you're starting to build relationships and you're finally, I think finally finding your stride here. Yeah, totally. And that, that you know, to your point, Vanessa, like that can take a minute. <laughs> yes. When so I say a minute, a minute a year. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many times we have women ask us like, or come to us with the like, oh my God, I've been in this shop for four months. And well, and, and I'm like, whatever is after that, I'm like, chill. Yeah. Like, 100%. Unless someone's yelling at you. Yes. Just hang tight for a second and like give it a year yeah. and you'll be fine. Right? Totally. 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 And our, and our last, our last step within the foundation is, is one of these like, <laughs> thank you, ombre moments. <laughs> um, and it's, the question is ready to iterate. Like, are, am I ready to iterate on this? Like you've set up your systems, your work, your work product is solid. Are you ready to just keep churning out work? Yeah. It's that, can I say leap off the yes. diving board? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> like, absolutely, absolutely. like into move to um, the iteration, the rat race where your work product is tight, where you're now moving into relationship building and more of the nuance of corporate America yeah. as opposed to like the output mm-hmm. of your job. In fact, in our episode on one-on-ones, I say the first question, first agenda item on any one-on-one is where's my raise? With the caveat that your work product is good. That's where we're at right now. If, if you're still asking for feedback on your work product, you're not ready to iterate. And you'll start noticing this when like when people start coming to you or you like have enough visibility that like people are like, Oh, Hey, could you like, what do you think about this? There's a major trust factor. Like I I noticed this when in my statuses, once I felt more ready to iterate, we weren't talking about like, what should I do about this? Or do you like that? (laughs) Or like, Uh would you prefer it this way? It's just like, this is that, that is that, you know about this. I'll talk to you about that later. Hey, what about this though? And we're having conversations that are relational, that are organizational, Mm -hmm. that are strategic, that are, higher level yeah hey i'm looking for c-suite approval on this what's going on upstairs that like should i present this should i give this to you to present or like what's what's the deal right yep. like yeah 100 percent. yeah it's that nuance that brings you into are we ready for move two? Oh my gosh <laughs> yeah this, this is my favorite <laughs> iteration parentheses the rat race close paren <laughs> yes thank you thank you thank you Everything we've done so far, even the three moves themselves, seem very linear and very stepped, right? Where the rat race is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> an absolute clusterfuck. Right. And that's why like, that's why we're using this word because like, it is a clusterfuck. Like mm-hmm. r- rats and Ew. racing. I, I don't know. know. It turns into this like three, maybe even four dimensional, yeah. like three balls in the air all the time. Like things spheres swirling and yeah, twirling. Overlapping and like, I don't know. You said three ring circus at some yes. point. Yes. Four oh, or five. I don't know. three ring circus. Like, and, and like that's, <laughs> that that's what it is. That's where we're at. So no, knowing that this is where everyone is and like it is 
an actual disaster, <laughs> right? Um, we took a look at it and like looked at all the things you should be caring about and distilled them into these three into three categories. And we're gonna call them three spheres of concern because it gets gets you that visual of like it's kind of spinning a little bit out of control, but like <laughs> within the if if you focus on these three spheres of concern, it'll spin at least out of control within a framework. <laughs> and therefore it's a little control because I'm a control freak. <laughs> at, like it might not look like it to the outside, but like I super am like, I like organized and controlled chaos. And that's what the rat race will feel like with these yes. three spheres of concern applied. Well said. It is a move. So we're, move, we're above move one and below move three, but it's kind of this like mess. <laughs> we're, we're bringing order to the chaos yes. of, <laughs> of the rat race. And that's why we yeah. call it iteration. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's not going to be these steps that we've clearly outlined in one. It's not going to be step one, step two, step three, step four. It's just going to be these three things you kind of have to keep your eye on at all times. And we're exactly. going to call them spheres of concern. What bringing all of that mess of the yeah, rat race uh-huh. and distilling it into these three spheres of concern by doing that, the three rooms framework gives intentionality and direction to the rat race so that you can move through it mm-hmm. without getting losing sp- your fucking mind. Yeah, truly. exactly. If you can enter the rat race with a very solid concept of where you're going and what the spheres of concern are. You can survive. Yeah. And not even just survive. You can thrive. Like you are the only one advocating for yourself. So like you have to be able to move through the rat race that is corporate America with. with Keeping the number one thing, the number one thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and that will, that will personally, it'll equal more money for you. (laughs) And like, and you'll also be able to like discern other people's bullshit and just move on from it. You're like, I, I don't want to get caught up in that. I don't want to get lost in it. Like, like that's, that's what these like very clear spheres of concern for me have have been able to do in my life and my career and that's why they're in here like it'll just let you sift through the shit whereas without that intentionality without the direction without i would go so far as to say without the three moves framework i mean without that what are you accomplishing and i think you're spinning your wheels yeah you're not accomplishing anything we have so many women come to us that are in the rat race but without any of the foundation of move one right. right And any of the sense of where they want to arrive to, where they're going. And so and so they're just, they're lost. They're burnt out. They're not motivated. They take long vacations. They cry on the plane on the way back no. from vacation. Like, like these are all the signs that like, okay, you're in the rat race, but you're not doing it with any sense of purpose, purpose. direction, yeah. intention. Like, right. And that's, that's what we're here to help with. Like, this is where the bulk of, you'll find, this is where the bulk of our content is. Yeah, right? exactly. So here are those three series of concern that you need to focus on when you're in the rat race. Yourself, others, and corporate America itself. <laughs> Every day you'll find this in your job is, is how are you relating to yourself and managing yourself? How are you relating to others and managing them? And how are you understanding the unwritten, unspoken rules of corporate America and relating to it? Because yeah. all of those things influence each other, yes. which is why that three-circled Venn diagram with <laughs> some areas of two shades and three and like yes. whatever like works here because like everything... Everything influences the others. Let's dive a little bit into each of these sure. spheres. So under self, we've got kind of two, two things to think about. One is this kind of mindset check from move one, identifying with your job. Yeah. In every part of the rat race, are you making sure that like you work is staying within that 25% that you understand this is a temp job? Do you have an exit strategy? Are right? you getting like, too attached? Yes. Are you continuing to interview? A- mm. ABI, always be interviewing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about closing. I care about interviewing. Right. And then the second part of that is job tactics. Like, how do I get my job done? Yeah. Like, and this, this is where my like favorite 
part of our content is like, how do I have like a little bit of a hack or like a tactic or right. something like actionable today? Like, how do I ask for a raise? <laughs> I don't know. I usually just walk in and say like, hi, give me more money. But that's <laughs> sometimes not the best way to do it. Yeah. Right? Like those are the job tactics under the under the self sphere of concern. Under relating to others under that sphere of concern, we're talking about managing relationships of all kinds up, down and around. Mm -hmm. How do I communicate best with this person that I relate to? How do I communicate best with this person? How do I network? How do I work with mentors? How do I work with champions? It's all those relational things, you and other. How do I write this email? How do I drive urgency in other people? All of those things are this like, how do I, how do I make sure I'm communicating the right thing in the right place the right person to move myself through the rat race efficiently, effectively, and don't step on any landmines in the, in the process, right? Like that's, that's where like that sphere of concern about others is like not only managing those relationships to get work done. So managing up, down, around, but also like, how do I present myself on like a, almost like an internal PR plan to make sure that like I'm positioned to make the next move that I want. Yeah. So that you can Move three, arrive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, which uh, brings us to the last sphere of concern here, which is corporate America itself. How am I relating to corporate America? Yeah. And these are like the rules that like maybe were taught to boys and not to girls or like you only learn in MBA school, but like who all is an MBA anymore? Nobody I love. Maybe, <laughs> except for the two of you, you know who Damn you are. It. I know. Sorry. <laughs> right. But like from the really big things, like here's how to approach the, the decision-making pyramid of corporate America Mm. all the way down to like, are you getting the most of your benefits or like how, like, listen, I love a good PTO hack. You know what I mean? Like totally. uh Totally. Those are kind of those like big system things. Like if you've never worked in corporate America or or you don't know what an enterprise system is, (laughs) then, then like, let's teach you the jargon and the language. So you like walk into a meeting knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. And that would be the same no matter what company you're at. Totally. Or less. With all of those spheres of concern, self, others, corporate America, in the rat race, in this iterative move to, we're constantly paying attention to how does the intentionality of move one give me direction and purpose in the rat race so that I can arrive. And what you always have to pay attention to is how close, how how much of the next move that I'm making, how much of that job am I already doing? How much should I be doing? Am I doing too much? Am I not getting paid enough? Should I pull it back a little bit. And that's what uh, we lovingly refer to as the elasticity clause. I'm going to say it right now. This is probably my favorite episode we've ever done. Yeah. Like my favorite concept because it's where people get stuck the most. It's like everyone kind of wants to move up or out. You want to like expand your sphere of influence or expand your team or you want to move up the ladder like when, when you're in this rat race space. But so many people get stuck like being too elastic where they've taken on a whole nother person's job rather than rather than giving that nuance of like, going to do it a little bit but not enough to like be giving a two-for-one sale to my employer right exactly Uh i'm going to show you can do it but i'm not gonna maybe do it all the time or like whatever exactly i'm gonna make sure you understand that i need to get paid some more but that i can't i do enough of it to prove to you that i'm worth getting paid for it totally and this is i think (laughs) correct me i'm wrong another one of those little ombre moments where like you're gonna be doing the job you want before you get it but you need to do it enough that like it's a sure thing but not enough that like you're deemed too valuable to be allowed to move up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you can see why this connects move two to move three. Why it's that second Aubrey moment and why it's necessary before you, before that move three, that arrival, because you got to kind of like lean into it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. It's that elasticity. 
Okay, now that you've taken a deep breath, we've arrived at arrival. <laughs> Sorry that I just had to do it. Like, I'm allowed one dad joke per quarter. I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, at, at the end of move two, this, that ombre moment we were just talking about, where it's the edge of that elasticity clause, where you, you're leaning into the job you want to have. And it's like, oh, it's just beyond the stretch. We're like, oh, you, you're starting to get to the arrival moment. This is why this is the ombre into move three, because the first step in move three is mastery. The tipping point here may be that you actually got the job now. Like, okay, you went from senior manager. You've been doing the director job long enough that they finally gave you the fucking raise and promotion, yeah. right? But like you still are at the initial learning stages of being a director, right? right. And this is where mastery comes in. This is where you get... Things like you've heard things like 10,000 hours and expertise, like my favorite <laughs> pop culture moment is like Neo in the Matrix, like where he's understood that he's the one and he's looking at all these bullets flying and he just like looks at them like casually like peanuts and is like, right, oh, pick one out of the sky right. and just like look at it like nothing bothers you. It becomes you, easy. Yes, you've got it. Right. Second nature. Mm -hmm, totally. Where is the elasticity closet fills this a little bit still more like a stretch. Mm -hmm. And once you stretch the point that like you're not breaking, but like you've mastered it, that's when you're like, oh. Okay, now we've hit arrival. Yeah, and mastery is the prerequisite for the next step, which is what we're calling opportunity. Yeah, you have the bandwidth or the the like ability to see opportunities to hold and like wait for like timing because it might be before you can really take on the title of director, you need to wait for the other director to move. In which case you need to, your status is in 101 suddenly look like, "Hi, director. What are your plans? Can yeah. I help you?" bump up to VP so I can take your job. Like <laughs> those are the kind of questions you're having all of a sudden. Right. Mm -hmm. Or even like, even on a, even on a smaller scale, if you're a senior manager and you're working for a director, you need to understand what they want to do. You're, you're playing this, you're, you're suddenly involved in the game of Thrones, right? Like are, are you making sure that your manager, the director looks good enough that they can become a VP totally. so that you can move up to be their thing that requires all of this other foundational and iterative work. You need to, absolutely know your job, understand how to do it, iterate on it to the point of mastery. And then you might be right there in mastery of your job before you get to be the next job you want, the the real... Before you take that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So while, while you're sitting there aware <laughs> of all of the things moving and the influence you need and waiting on the timing, you need to be exercising what we're going to call the leadership step. It's that industry knowledge. It's that vision. It's like, do you have a, like a way of seeing into the future on yeah. behalf of a company or a category that allows you to make decisions for it or lead it, right? And 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 maybe this comes with management experience. Maybe this comes with uh, individual contributor experience too. Like, there's there's multiple ways to peel an orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found a vegan way to talk Yay. about skinny cat. Yay! <laughs> Um, this is a breakthrough <laughs> moment, actually. I'm honestly glad it's on air. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna call this episode the peeling the orange episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like building on on everything that you've already done, even just in the arrival move, mastery, and and watching for and taking opportunities as they're presented to you or, or as you create them. That leadership matters so much. Well, and I think it's really easy to think about move three as a C-suite because so much content in the world, books, documentaries, Forbes lists, whatever, are looking at C-suites at because they they have to have this leadership moment in there. But you can also have this for your individual division or your department, right? Yes. Like if you're looking to be a director, you have to have a point of view on that specific line in that business unit on how we're going to help the bottom line, on how we're going to approach work differently in order to 
you know, fill whatever goals the VP or the senior VP or even the president of that business unit has in mind and that you're aligned to that vision. But like, I, I love that you brought up vision there because that's such an important moment at arrival. Like you've mastered the day to day, right? But if you're really going to make the kind of like jump that an ask your work wife woman would make, you've got to have that extra internal driver that like says, I, I'm, I don't know, like I could, could give not only a Ted talk on this, but a Ted talk and a book and a podcast and a, what it like, I am so fucking good at this yeah. that people will tap me for jobs. I'm not mm-hmm. applying for jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and that can happen at any level. It's really easy to see the C-suite, but like it happens even further down the, the organization. I had this moving from an associate to a specialist position. Ooh. Okay. hundred percent. Like I was tapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it sounds so stupid. <laughs> I mean, but like listen. I was, I was asked to come onto a team. Yeah. Totally. And that was a huge move for me. And I, I'd like the, to take this moment to say, like, not only is mastery opportunity and leadership not just for C-suites, but it's for every move that you want to make. It's for everything that you want. It's if, if you're trying to be a specialist from an associate, if you're trying to be a manager from a specialist, if you're trying to be a senior manager, a director, it, it, these moves apply. And when you've reached mastery as a specialist, you've taken that opportunity and you're showing leadership in that position and vision, guess what? You start back on move one again. And it happens quickly. Yeah. Like you can move very quickly, but you have to know where you want to be. This whole framework allows you to exercise self-determination. And that self-determination manifests itself right here in this opportunity leadership space. Like in opportunity, you get to determine what do I want next? Where, <laughs> what's my next new job? And now we're back at move one. I love that they build on each other and that like you absolutely can make your own way through the world and you don't have to wait to be acted upon. That's the three moves framework. I'm obsessed. I know. It's it's incredible. What I love the most is that every single one of our episodes fits into one of these three moves, and that's completely by design. Mm-hmm. What you'll find, yeah. should you listen back, is that our earliest episodes tend to speak to move one. Because there's such a foundation. Like, you literally can't talk about the rest of it until you've done all of that. Totally. And then you'll find also that the bulk, beyond the earliest episodes, the bulk of our episodes are about move two. That's where you spend the bulk of your time. I'm going to arbitrarily say 90%. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like that's, that's what we're in. All of us are in this rat race and like it sucks. (laughs) And if you're doing it without any of the foundational work of move one, it's going to suck more. Mm -hmm. So like we're trying to help you suck less. Ask your work wife, suck less. (laughs) (laughs) That's a campaign for 2023. (laughs) So like, and, and then move three, it it feels like our, our episodes that fit into move three are these very high level kind of episodes. We, we have some things in the works for you, which I'm very excited about. We're talking to women right now that like are at the peak of their vertical of like, okay, you've already done the foundational work. You've been in the rat race. You've mastered something and you've had an opportunity to be at the peak of your game. And we want to dig into how they got there so that we have these very nuanced maps through move three for you. What we're also really excited about is for you to get your hands on this content in a really personal way. We're launching a course. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> we're launching a course in the fall of this year. Yes. Uh, fall 2023. We want you to be able to dive into this content in a very intentional way. Work with us directly, work with your peers, work with other ambitious women in corporate America uh, in a way that, that will allow you to take this on and personalize it. Listen to the episodes, listen to this. But if you want a deeper dive, the course is for you. Yeah, absolutely. We want to make sure that every episode is very actionable for you. 
But like Colin said, like if you're ready to really dig into this, like every single one of these steps within the three moves will be its own section, its own lesson. So you can really understand it and master it. Man, fucking corporate American ninjas is what we're going to create. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, if you're, if you're ready for that kind of leveling up in your career, check it out. Um, we are looking for a few people to like go through the course material in a beta. So if you are interested in that, send us an email at help at askyourworkwife.com. In the meantime, if you're interested in the course, you can get on the wait list by going to askyourworkwife.com slash course. Well, with, with all of that literally being said, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us. We're so excited about 2023. It's going to be just a bombshell year. Vanessa and I are so excited to help you get what you want. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey workwives. 